0: It's time to get up with the Risky Ravens. We'll tell you why the game they're playing could cost them the best quarterback they've ever had. Meanwhile, it's a two-horse race for one spot in New York. Should the Jets just jump in the car today and hope he drives them back to the promised land? And then, the biggest decision involves the smallest QB. Is Chicago about to shake up everything at the very top of round one? Those are the questions. And all the answers are on the way as we get up with you starting right now. Oh my goodness. is the first time in three years
1: Lewis Riddick has been at the Seaport. Welcome back, my friend. This is awesome. So many things have changed around here. I
0: was walking in here today thinking, am I at the right spot? Oh, you're at the right spot. I guarantee you that, and so are you as you get up with us. And Jeff Darlington is ready to go, and RG3 is fired up and ready to go (laughs) with a ton on the plate. Let's start in Baltimore, where the clock is tick, tick, ticking on Lamar Jackson's future as a Raven. By now, you're aware of the situation. If he and the team can't agree on a contract in the next two weeks then the team is expected to put the franchise tag on him now there are two franchise tags and we'll continue to explain this to you which one they choose is a very significant decision if it is what is called the exclusive tag then barring a trade lamar jackson can only play for baltimore this coming year at around 45 million dollars if however it is the non-exclusive tag the value would be lower around 32 million but Lamar Jackson would have the ability to negotiate with other teams. He was Adam Schefter yesterday on his podcast. I know some people think the exclusive tag is more likely. I don't know if the Ravens want to venture into that financial territory. If there's another team out there that is willing to create an offer sheet that Lamar Jackson is willing to sign, and if the Ravens want to match it, they can. If not, they take two once. All right, so let's make it very clear. Jeff, fill in the blanks for any of the, the people who get up this morning and don't fully understand what Shefty is saying. If they go with the non exclusive tag, that could be a subtle indication that
2: they're prepared to move on with the rest of their lives without Lamar Jackson, right? That is true. There's issues on both sides of this, but with the non exclusive tag, it does open yourself up and makes you a little bit vulnerable to another team potentially poaching Lamar Jackson that team would have to give them two first-round picks. That's obviously a pretty good haul, but also Deshaun Watson last year coveted three first-round picks. You could make a case that the Ravens actually should get more than two first-round picks. When he talks about financial liability, though, here's one of the big issues. If you put that exclusive tag on him and it's worth $45 million dollars, now Lamar Jackson goes to the negotiating table under the guys. He's basically saying, you know what? Okay, we're starting the negotiation to $45 million for this year. And assuming that I play on the tag next year, that's going to be exponentially higher. So now we're starting the negotiation at $100 million guaranteed for two years. That's not a situation the Ravens want to be in either. The point in all this, Greeny, it's a very tricky situation for the Ravens to be in. One that, honestly, I don't think anybody, including the Ravens, knows exactly how to handle it right now.
0: No, and and, I mean, it's a dangerous game, and that's how I shaped it up at the beginning. So, Robert, let me come to you. This was your team, and this was your teammate. And and I know how you feel personally about the circumstances here. What, What can you tell us, and how do you see this thing playing out now over the next week and a half?
3: Well, Greeny, first and foremost, Lamar Jackson is going to do whatever he wants to do, and he doesn't give a crap what anybody has to say about it, (laughs) but I've been told from people inside the building that they're willing to be patient with Lamar Jackson this offseason, and part of that patience, I believe, is using the exclusive franchise tag on him. As Jeff said... Lamar is worth way more than two first-round picks. So, by putting that exclusive tag on him, yes, it might have them come to the negotiating table with $100 million guaranteed on the line, but I don't think that's really a problem for the Ravens. I think more so the issue is what Deshaun Watson got in a fully guaranteed deal over the course of multiple, multiple years. I think that's really the snag right now between the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I believe Lamar Jackson has to make a decision on where he wants to be. Does he want to be in Baltimore? Because now he's got a new offensive coordinator and Todd Monken coming in. He needs to be there in the offseason program to put in that offense and lead his guys. If he doesn't want to be in Baltimore because he doesn't believe that he's going to get what he deserves, which is a guaranteed contract or the money that he wants, then he should make the decision and say, hey, if you're going to tag me, I'm going to demand a trade because he needs to be he's going to have to learn a new offense one way or the other in Baltimore or somewhere else. And he needs that process to start immediately so that he can put his best foot forward on the football field.
0: It's an important point, and it all seems to be coming to a head as we speak. I cannot possibly overstate the urgency of this situation. This is a, a, one of the most dynamic young stars in the entire NFL. Situations like this don't come up in this sport. It just doesn't happen. The quarterbacks who get franchised are never of the caliber yep. that Lamar Jackson, generally speaking, Drew Brees uh, once upon a time, but who knew that was going to happen? So, Lewis, take me through this in your yeah. experience. And you've been in all these meetings and front offices and everything else. Mm-hmm. When you have a total standoff, I mean, Lamar is basically saying, I want this fully guaranteed contract and the Ravens are saying we want you here but we're not going to give you that and that seems to be the stance they've taken how does that end typically it
1: ends with you moving on with moving on from the player and trying to recoup as much as you can in terms of value for that player relative to what you know what he brings to the National Football League and that probably does garner way more than two number ones I think the Deshaun Watson deal is really the starting point, especially considering the fact that you're dealing with two totally different assets here, Mm -hmm. two totally different human beings in terms of how you would value both their on-the-field and their off-the-field value. Okay, so Lamar Jackson, his price is much higher as far as I'm concerned. And if you're Baltimore, you, you have to know that right now. I think in this situation, I think both of these teams, quite honestly, I mean, we can sit here and really play this mental gymnastics game of trying to figure out how this is all going to end. I think we already know where both sides stand here. I think we know what Lamar is looking for and what he wants, and deservedly so. Right. I think we know that Baltimore is reluctant to do that. I know that Baltimore – we know that Baltimore looks at the Deshaun Watson situation as an outlier, and they will not use that as a comparable. In the negotiating world, they talk about – they use that phrase all the time, Comparables. They're saying, throw Deshaun Watson out of here. And Lamar is saying, oh, hell no, I'm not. It's not my fault that right. they signed that deal. Exactly. They signed, that they signed him to that deal. That's right. Do 100%. not punish me. Do not punish me for what they did. Maybe you guys should get together, all you 32 owners, and you guys should all talk to Jimmy Haslam. Don't come talking to me about it. Because I know what I think I am worth, and I think ultimately he's not going to blink. And I wouldn't blink if I were him, and I would not play that year-to-year franchise tag game. He's not Kirk Cousins.
0: That's not a one-size-fit-all proposition. Well, because let me just get you on that. Guys, I'm coming back to you in a minute here, but because people will look at that and they'll say Kirk Cousins who is with all due respect to him nowhere near the player that right. Lamar Jackson is made himself the highest paid player in the entire National Football League by playing that game playing on the franchise tag right. doing it again becoming a free agent and going to the highest bidder why doesn't that work for Lamar
1: well okay it could Lamar Jackson plays a game that is much different than Kirk Cousins and that's not good or bad that's just a fact this is a this is a risk proposition and if I'm Lamar Jackson and I go, this is who I am and this is how I play, I put myself at risk far many more times than what Kirk Cousins does because that's how I play. That's what I do. Right. That's why I'm better than Kirk Cousins. That's why I have much more value than him. I am not risking it for, from a, for a year-to-year proposition that really – that I, them, I'm them assuming something doesn't happen to me that I, didn't, I can't
0: get my full value. I want my value now. Understood. But, that, but, but what you were saying from the inverse – Is one of the reasons that the team might have concern, right? I mean, the same injury proposition. But you know, that doesn't mean that every other team wouldn't have that concern, right? Look, the Jets and and all these other teams should be in it. I'll come, Jack. Go ahead, Robert. Pick it up from there. Go.
3: Yeah. You know, a couple things, Lewis, when you talk about Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, you got to understand that the Ravens are willing to be patient because they want to see what happens with Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and what's going to happen with Jalen Hurts. Because if those guys don't get fully guaranteed deals, it actually helps them in their negotiations with Lamar Jackson. The reason that I said Lamar needs to make a decision is because at the end of the day, This is about football. Lamar is going to get paid by the Ravens or by somebody else, but he has to make a decision on what that's going to be. Is it going to be in Baltimore or is it going to be somewhere else? Because at the end of the day, that new offense that he has to learn, that's the longevity of his career. Being in the building and being the leader that he is that I've had the opportunity to witness him in Baltimore for three years be, that's what's going to help his career be elongated and have the best possible outcome. So right now, if he doesn't believe after two and a half years of negotiating with the Ravens that it's gonna work out he's got to put his foot down and say I don't want to be here anymore I need to go somewhere else otherwise it will drag out because the Ravens are going to wait as long as they possibly can so they can continue to prove to him that the Deshaun Watson deal was an outlier go ahead
2: Jeff this is bigger than just Lamar Jackson this is bigger than just the Baltimore Ravens this is a huge moment for NFL negotiations he is look, He is a man of great principle. The NFL is now looking at a situation where they have a guy in Lamar Jackson who has always done it his way, and he is putting his feet in the cement yep. right now. And if he gets this fully guaranteed deal, to your point, it's not an outlier with Deshaun Watson anymore. It's a trend. And Joe mm-hmm. Burrow will be waiting behind him, and Justin Herbert will be waiting behind him, and every young quarterback after that. This is a monstrous moment. For the NFL.
0: No, there's no question about it. And then as we continue this morning, we will dive into what teams should be waiting this thing out. Because if if all of a sudden he's available for two first-round picks, (laughs) I would think all these teams that are in the conversations would be jumping in. I have one more question, however, for Jeff Darlington. Is that a picture of Lewis Riddick on the shelf behind you? Oh, Oh that! Oh that! Oh that! that, Oh that! Indeed, it is. Oh, Oh, I didn't
2: realize that. Do you know Lewis? You know what, I put <laughs> I, you know what This is, is why I love you, man. What I do more than this anything is, else on TV. Do you know what I, he hates more than anything else? Oh, <laughs> he hates
3: when I spin things.
2: And so today you know what, I what, spin man. his face. I, I, you know,
1: see, that, see,
0: that's on me for not seeing where this is going. That's so you, man. The man has the ability to spin anything that has do centrifugal force. Do you know how sharp force. the edges are on that frame? Yeah. That's right. And, and centrifugal yeah, force. Is. Not the least bit word Okay. We're, we're spinning photos <laughs> of Louisville. Today Brothers. we're off to a flying start. That's why I love you, man. All right, That's we're rolling on today. Yeah. Now stay where you love are. You we too. have so many other stories to get to. Speaking of blockbuster trades, is Aaron Rodgers going to end up in New York, or are the Jets going to go car shopping, which they could do as soon as today? They seem to have a favorite this morning. We'll tell you what it is. Plus, giant decisions in New York as well. Why bringing back Danny Dimes and Saquon may be more complicated than you think. All that and more as we spin forward and get up ESPN. i can keep doing <laughs> this all day <laughs> and you will too i'm sure <laughs> shopping for mother's day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute but macy's gift finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for mother's day whether you're shopping for your sister's first mother's day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash today. That's Macy's.com slash We're back on Get Up, and we are brought to you by Burger King. And I can confirm that during our brief commercial timeout, Jeff continued spinning a photo of Louis Riddick because... That's just the way we roll. Well, I, mean, I mean, what are you doing, dude? Look, see? <laughs> just enjoying If you're going to put me up there, put a better picture. See? No, no, we like the picture. Okay, let's dive into our oh, wish list. Man. Let's put together a look. What, what should these teams be hoping for during this NFL offseason? Jeff, what should be on the Cowboys' wish list this offseason?
2: A wide receiver opposite C.D. Lamb. I think one of the Cowboys' biggest mistakes in the past several years was trading away Amari Cooper for not nearly enough. This team still needs that threat in the passing game. And yes, I understand the concerns on the Cowboys' offensive line. I understand the need to perhaps upgrade at running back. But ultimately, a wide receiver will go such a long way for Dak Prescott in this offense.
0: Yeah, they traded Amari Cooper for a fifth-round pick. RG3, what should be on the Eagles' wish list? Well,
3: Greeny, I think it's got to be getting Jason Kelsey to play one more season. I mean, he is the heart and soul of that locker room, that offensive line, and that team. You could just see how much it meant to him playing down in and down out. Arguably the greatest center of all time. If they want to make another run, it is crucial that they get Jason Kelsey snapping to Jalen Hurts for one more year.
0: Absolutely. And then, Lewis, how about the New York Giants? What should their top offseason priority be? If you look at how teams are built in
1: the NFC East and how good they are at rushing the passer and the amount of money that these teams that they go up against invest in their defensive line. They better make sure that they build this offensive line inside out, Greeny, and take care of the positions from guard to guard. Guard, center guard. Make sure that it is rock solid to go along with the continued development of Evan Neal and really the emergence of Andrew Thomas as one of the best offensive tackles in all of football. You better take care of the quarterback as far as protection because the NFC East – will knock your quarterback out if you don't have it rock solid.
0: Yeah, they've taken uh, offensive tackles high in the draft two of the last three years but now you're talking about the interior and that would of course to be to block for we think Saquon Barkley and to protect we think Daniel Jones (laughs) but neither of those are certainties and Jeff Darlington (laughs) I'll start with you again as my insider extraordinaire we talked a lot about Daniel Jones yesterday and I know that you've been working the phones as have many other people on the situation there because the money piece of this is going to be very interesting for the Giants.
2: Yeah, you know, speaking with my giant sources, I just don't sense, and I know that everybody will say this at this point about every executive, that they're going to necessarily overpay Daniel Jones at this point. I think that every GM looks at their quarterback scenario from a game of leverage, okay? Who's going to come after him? Who's going to pay him more? If we ultimately franchise tag him and put the non-exclusive of $32 million? is anybody going to be willing to give up two first-round picks? And right now, the Giants are looking at him saying, yes, we want you as part of this organization. Yes, we believe you can succeed. But before we go paying you $45 million, if you want to go play on the franchise tag and we go that route, cool. But Brian Dable took you a very long way this year. And it's not that they're saying that he needs to just be appreciative of that. They're saying that they believe in their head coach. They believe in their quarterback, but to a degree. And ultimately, I think that they will continue to negotiate with Daniel Jones. I just think that they'll go franchise tag before they go overpayment. And by overpayment, I mean, honestly, really, I think anything above $40 million. That's,
0: again, I mean, in, 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 this, in the framework of the NFL, the way it is structured today, that's not high-end quarterback money. I know it sounds like a lot of money to most people's ears, but, but it is not the way that a lot of guys would look at it. RG3, how about it? Daniel Jones, sort of a chicken and egg thing, right? I mean, there was before day ball and after day ball, and what could he do with somebody else? How do you see right. it for Jones?
3: Yeah, Greeny. Daniel Jones, he he exceeded all expectations this year. Most people thought about seven games in, he'd probably be out, Tyrod Taylor be playing, and they'd move on to another quarterback in the following year. But what he ended up doing was he had career highs in completion percentage, completions, yards, rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, touchdown-interception ratio, you name it. He pretty much got better at it with Brian Dable. But my question is... Who are the other bidders at the table for Daniel Jones? If there's no Mm -hmm. one else that's driving the price up, then I don't believe they should overpay for him. I want everyone to get paid as much money as they possibly can. But if I'm the Giants GM, I'm giving Daniel Jones a three-year deal for $60 million. He's getting $20 million a year, fully guaranteed. And I'm taking the rest of that money and the rest of that cap space, and I'm building up the roster around him. And obviously for me, I'm using that money as a top priority to go make sure I secure Saquon Barkley because Saquon makes Daniel Jones better, right? Saquon Barkley uh, without Daniel Jones is still going to be Saquads, mm-hmm. so that's what I would do because there's no one out there that's clamoring for Daniel Jones's services.
0: What that that's really an interesting. What do you think, Lewis? How, how do you see it?
1: Yeah, from a priority standpoint. I would want to take care of the quarterback first. I would want to get that squared away first. I would franchise Saquon and see if I could work out a long-term deal before the deadline, what is that, July 15th? Yes. And that would be my priority going forward. Look, for Daniel Jones, I think obviously people have a hard time forgetting how he looked before Brian Dayball got there. People have a long, time, a hard time squaring where he was drafted relative to what his performance was prior to this year, and they will, and they just still hold that against him. Like, you know what? I still don't quite believe you. I think it's more Brian Dable. I don't think it's really about you. Just remember, though, remember the kind of weaponry this young man was working with, None. and that sieve of an offensive line from guard to guard that he was working mm-hmm. with too. Right. So a lot of the things that he did. Give him credit for it. Now, would I want to overpay him? No. Would I want to minimize risk, minimize risk to the club? Of course. I don't want to give him 47, $48 million a year, $45 million a year. But I also wouldn't be sitting there going, well, you know what? Take it or leave it. We'll low ball you, and we'll just get someone
0: else. I wouldn't want to do that either. Well, here's the thing. The, the owner himself, John Maris, said we couldn't have possibly done exactly. more than to screw this kid up exactly. than they done. If last year had been his rookie year, if Daniel Jones we would have had a been a r- be, we conversation. would be saying what a great player exactly.
1: he is. Exactly. You'd be like, lock him right. up. His future is really – there is no ceiling. But we won't forget how he looked under Joe Judge in that offense. Right. And it was awful. Exactly.
0: And it was, it was more about other people than it was him. But the problem is the contract ran out, and now they have That's to right. figure out what to do. I yep. have to leave it there for the moment because we had another yeah. event in sports last night we will touch on. But we have much more in all this NFL as we go. But for those of you who didn't see it, it was in every way a very emotional night. At Michigan State University last night as the men's basketball team played – It's first home game since last week's mass shooting on campus that killed three students and left five more wounded. Uh, we'll show you some of the scenes from before the game as you will see the players wearing their uh, the T-shirts there that say Spartan Strong. The Indiana players were wearing those as well before the game. Seats in the arena left empty for the victims. Tom Izzo and so many others were emotional. Here's action from the game in the second half. Michigan State is up by 10. They're out on a break. And here's Malik Hall with a big dunk. He had 10 off the bench. Michigan State with a 12-point lead. Uh, later in the half, Indiana trying to mount a comeback here. But look at the defense from Maddie. C- with the block off the face and out of bounds, it goes. And now we go late in the game here. Michigan State looking to put this one away. It's Tyson Walker who led all scorers with 23. Michigan State with an emotional win, 80-65 to 65 over Indiana. Here was Tom Izzo after the game. The way to hug 15,000 people is for your team to play well in front of them. And I thought that was uh, a damn good statement. And I told my team that. I said, if you want to make people feel better and you want to, you know, give them a hug, this is the way you give them a hug. Today was a day that I think people will remember. And uh, unfortunately, last Monday was a day they'll remember. I hope this one brought a little bit of a smile to some
2: people's face.
0: Uh, Michigan State's previously scheduled home game against Minnesota last week was postponed in the aftermath of the shooting. That one has not yet been rescheduled. Uh, Meanwhile, we do have college basketball coming your way tonight. If you'd like to see our Wednesday doubleheader, it starts uh, at 7 Eastern in Gainesville, Florida, Kentucky. Then we have North Carolina, Notre Dame. So good college hoops tonight on ESPN and the ESPN app. As we continue, it is a two-horse race for one spot in New York. Should the Jets just jump in the car today and hope he drives them where they want to go? We'll answer that question, plus risky business for the Bears Should they really trade Justin Fields and draft Bryce Young? You need to hear our crew on this debate, and you will, as we get up with you on ESPN. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech, you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We're back on Get Up. Let's do some free agent fits as this offseason begins. Lewis Riddick, what's the best fit for OBJ?
1: No question it's the Dallas Cowboys or the New England Patriots. Dallas needs a quality number two to go along with C.D. Lamb. New England needs a guy. They need a dude. They need a guy that Mac Jones says, look, in this crucial situation, I'm going to you. Odell has the, has the chops to be that guy. He's already been that guy. It's really just a question of health for him right now and his availability going long-term. But those
0: two teams make perfect sense, in my estimation. It'd be fascinating to see what his offseason looks like. RG3, how about Jimmy G? What's his best free agent fit?
3: Well, the best fit for Jimmy G is the Jets. When you think about what Jimmy G had in San Francisco, he had a running game. The Jets have Brees He had offensive weapons. The Jets have Garrett Wilson and uh, Elijah Moore, Braxton Berrios, CJ Uzama. You had a defense. You're talking about Sauce Gardner and Queen and Williams. He might not be the hero that Jets fans want, but he is the hero that Gotham deserves.
0: And he's got a
2: relationship with the coach as well, going back to San Francisco. Jeff Darlington, how about Derek Carr? You know what's funny? I I want to see Derek Carr with the Jets because I'm curious what he could do with them. But I recognize that the Saints are probably the better fit for him from his personality standpoint, just from the, the whole package. But gosh, I just can't get out of my head wondering what Derek Carr's potential would be with the New York Jets. So either or, I'll go with the Jets for fun.
0: It's the Big Apple or the Big Easy. Uh, says uh, Jeff Darlington. In the meantime, our Diana Rossini tweeted this about Derek Carr yesterday. The Jets are really interested in Carr. Nothing but positive reviews per sources. Now they wait for Aaron Rodgers to emerge from the darkness and inform the Packers of his plans. The Jets will be speaking to Green Bay about a trade if the Packers... Are willing, and I feel a need to add once again, that only with Aaron Rodgers would we be saying that literally and not figuratively. He's not figuratively emerging from the <laughs> darkness. He's literally emerging from a dark room, and we'll see what he has found while he is it's, in there. I've been waiting to ask you this mm-hmm, all along, because mm-hmm. we got ourselves a fascinating little game here. The Jets have a bird in hand, perhaps, with Derek Carr. Yeah. meeting went well. You heard Diana's reporting, etc., etc. And you've got, obviously, the legendary Aaron Rodgers yeah. and all that Goes with him. If you're running the Jets right now, how are you playing it?
1: Okay, first and foremost, let me just say this they need the right guy as much as they need the right quarterback. What does that mean? Okay. This football team right now is on the brink, right? What will get them over the hump? You've been wanting to know this question forever, right? You mm-hmm. just think, well, look, we just need a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback who can just throw touchdowns and make great decisions and everything will be great. No, it's bigger than that. Has Patrick Mahomes not taught us anything as far as how he took that football team that everybody thought maybe wouldn't even make the playoffs part, Scott, and made them even better? <laughs> made them better because of the person he is. Aaron Rodgers, probably you ain't going to see him until August. How is that making Garrett Wilson better? How is that making Elijah Moore better? How is that making Corey Davis better? How is that making Brees Hall better? How is that making this football team better if he's not even there? Hmm. If every year you're sitting there going, well, we don't even know if our guy wants to play. We don't know if he wants to go off on a retreat, sit in a dark room, do some shrooms, whatever he's doing. I don't know. I don't know. You need the right guy. And if you think objectively or subjectively, however you want to look at it, that Derek Carr has enough quarterback traits to take us over the hump on the field. That's the kind of guy that that locker room needs. Now, what Jeff is saying as far as I don't know if he could pot, you know, if maybe he's the right fit for New York, I can, I can see where, what road you're going down there. Yeah. You know, because if things start getting sideways, look, I, I, look I, I believe Derek to be a very rock solid individual, but I'm just telling you. I think that this is the guy they need. This is where I would be right now trying to focus my efforts on getting him signed. I wouldn't be sitting around waiting on Aaron Rodgers doing all this stuff that he does every offseason. I would not be waiting for that.
0: Wow. That, that, you have made me think about that in a way that I have not this entire process. Uh, RG3, I'm speechless over here. <laughs> Jump in. What do you think of all this? How about the Rodgers slash Carr of it all?
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Aaron would do what he's done in Green Bay, just because he has a familiarity with the system there and the team. If he went to New York, I think he would show up in the offseason program. But I do think the Jets have just, they spent too many hours watching The Bachelor because they're trying to date two girls at the same time right now. Okay? They had a nice weekend getaway with Derek Carr. They told him all these great things about him. But all the while, they're waiting for Aaron Rodgers to come out of hibernation to see if he's ready to take their relationship to the next level. Now, for me, I absolutely hate that for Derek Carr because you never want to feel like you're an option in a relationship. You want to be the one. You want them to commit fully to you. So for me, the, the ceiling is higher for the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. But the bottom line is the lifespan of that relationship is shorter than Danny DeVito. So what are the Jets trying to do? Are you trying to build for the next four to five, six years? Or are you trying to have a one- or two-year deal with Aaron Rodgers similar to what you had with Brett Favre? I mean, the similarities between those two guys' careers is unbelievable at this point in time. I just believe if it's a third-round pick for the Jets to get Aaron Rodgers, go for it. There's nothing wrong there. You're not mortgaging your, your future, but if it becomes something like a Joe Montana where it's a player, a first-rounder, and a third-rounder, I don't know if I would go that route. The Jets have a roster that they can win and go far with Derek Carr, but of course, they have a better chance at winning the Super Bowl with
0: Aaron Rodgers. For the record, when they traded for Brett Favre, they got him in August. He, 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 he showed up when the preseason
2: had already begun.
0: That's when the trade itself
2: <laughs> happened. Go ahead, Jeff. I've, had, I've learned two things in the past 24 hours that make me kind of believe that the Jets, it's time for them to simply sign Derek Carr. The first of which is a conversation I had with a very important Green Bay Packers source, who quite honestly believes that Aaron Rodgers will be back with the Packers and that all of this is being overhyped. He looks mm. at the contract that Aaron Rodgers signed last year, the commitment that he gave to the team, and believes that at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers will be back with the Packers. There's another bit of information And that is the impeccably sourced uh, report from Diana Rossini talking about that the Jets told Derek Carr in his meeting that they believe that with the Jets, he will be a Hall of Famer. Okay, if that's not just total BS, if they're just not trying to inflate him, which maybe that is the case, go sign Derek Carr right now. You're potentially waiting on a guy in Aaron Rodgers who might or might not be available when you have a guy who is just in your building who you believe will be a Hall of Fame quarterback as a New York Jets player? What are you waiting on?
0: Sign I think Derek
2: Carr right now if you believe that. <laughs> yeah, no I, I think what he
0: means, yeah, what he means is, it, it, I think what they, what they were telling him, I, the way I read what Diana reported was they're saying, if you win the championship with us, if you lead this team for the first time in 50-something years,
2: then you're going to wind up being a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? That, that's, but that, they're is telling that, him that they believe that? he yeah. can do that. Right. They're saying, yeah. we believe that you can be a championship what? quarterback. And that's what my sources are saying, too. We believe you can be a championship quarterback. If that's the case, that's your guy. Right. So, all
1: right. So, contracts are framed in the context of future performance projection. Right. That's how contracts are supposed to be framed. So, if you're believing that's the future performance projection for Derek Carr, why is Derek Carr saying this is going to take a while? Right. This offseason, people need to be patient. This is going to take a little while. So, what are the Jets? So, the Jets are saying this, but what are they offering him then? Right. Why isn't this getting done? That's He's a free agent. That's a, a great agent. question, Lewis. He's a free agent. So, why are you even talking that great mess? great question. If you're not really ready to put your money where your mouth is. See, that's just bad business. See, that's just dumb. See, what you're doing is you're sitting there going, we're waiting for Aaron, baby.
0: Yeah. Yeah. rg yeah, yeah, 3 that, yeah, I mean.
1: that's what you said,
2: right?
0: <laughs> He's just an option. May, may but, Crazy.
2: You don't even let me just go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. Go, (laughs) Greeny. Don't forget what I'm telling you about the Green Bay Packers too. Right. Like it's not like they're sitting there like he's on the trade block. They're sitting there like we expect Aaron Rodgers to be back.
0: That's right. And you're the New York Jets over here waiting. To be clear for the audience, Derek Carr is a free agent. They don't have to wait another day to sign him. They could sign him right now. And to your point, they let him out of the building so they can say whatever they want. But Mm -hmm. to quote the great philosopher Beyonce... If they liked it, <laughs> if they liked it, they would have put a <laughs> ring on it. <laughs> they, I was like, "Who's he going to say?" They didn't do that. I'll say, oh, okay. <laughs> Can I throw another name hey, into all of before. this? If all of this is really an option, I mean, if 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 we if we don't really like that, if we're not if we're not in love with Derek Carr, if we're in like but not in love with Derek Carr, and Aaron Rodgers is just too much baggage to worry mm-hmm. about. Well, if, if Lamar Jackson gets the non-exclusive franchise tag, why in the world would you not just offer two number ones to Baltimore and try and make a deal with a guy who's way younger than either of them and certainly better at, at this moment, better than either of them and better than Derek Carr has ever been?
1: RG3, that's the hero they need. That's the hero they need. That's the hero they need. RG3, go. is that the hero Ooh, that- I need? <laughs> Make that's, it happen. That's, that's the best. man. i we got this all
3: figured I, I out, guys. The, 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 <laughs> I think that the Jets fan base and you, Greeny, you, yes. you want Aaron Rodgers more than you want Derek Carr. And, and the Jets realize that. But if you get Lamar Jackson, you want to talk about invigorating your fan base, invigorating oh. your team. But I don't want to go too far down that road because Lamar is not available right now. But at the end of the day, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and Lamar is Jackson Rogers. is a sexier... is a a sexier appeal than Derek Carr is right now. They're just telling Derek Carr, hey, I love you. Right, it's modern age no, dating. Like they say I yeah. love you, and then they go do a bunch of oh. things that prove <laughs> so they gross. don't love you. You can't tell a man he's going to be a hall of famer and then not offer him a contract.
0: That's right, exactly. <laughs> you're going to be a hall of famer. Exactly. But we're really, but we need to keep our options open. <laughs> Robert, seriously, what can we do to make this happen? You and me, right now. How are we making Lamar Jackson to the Jets a reality? You, I mean, you're his teammate. You're his friend. You talk to him. Make call him right now and tell him he should go. Let's make this thing happen, right? Now, can you do that for me, RG3?
3: I can I could definitely make the call, but like I said, the <laughs> do what it go. he wants to do. <laughs> if the, the Jets Jet a fully guaranteed deal for $60 million a
1: year, he's
3: there. I promise
1: hey, you, know, you, you, you that. You know, you know how you know how when they ask Chris Ballard, what would you do if you identified a quarterback? What would what what, what, what at what cost would it be too much in order for you to move up to get him? And he said there it would there would be no There's cost. No cost. There is no too There's much. No cost. If the if they could get Lamar, there is no cost. Right. That's too much. Can you imagine? Can you honestly this football team like, seriously speaking, not, not Lamar high Jackson on Lamar Jackson with the New York <laughs> Jets. With Garrett Wilson, with Brees Hall.
2: Nobody, With Elijah Moore. Nobody could handle the New York market With Corey better Davis. than Lamar
1: yes. Jackson. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. But like, like right. seriously, that's not just sitting here going, this is Madden type stuff. I mean. That's legit. Now,
0: that is it. that's it's legit. legit in every conceivable way. Yeah. All right. we right. We're gonna. By the time the show is over today, RG3 is going to make this happen for us. Okay. So, we've got that one figured out. <laughs> now, the next big quarterback decision to get figured out involves the smallest quarterback mm. of the bunch. Is Chicago yeah. about to shake up everything at the very top of round one? We dive into that. Next, get up on ESPN. Lamar, please.
2: <laughs> now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Yeho tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured.
1: This is gonna give him a pass because he don't even know how dumb that was. <laughs> you were the number one overall pick in the draft. Well, if somebody has to go, it's gonna be you. Wait, no, no, let me finish. With that comes the expectation that you're gonna have a QBR better than five. Get no, that, hold on. I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even listening. Friend. I anticipate this getting ugly.
0: <laughs> All right. It's been too long since we have done the Chronicles of Riddick. Here we go. Lewis has some thoughts on a bunch of different things around the NFL. And I want to start with Eric Bieniemy, who goes from Kansas City to Washington in a lateral move as offensive coordinator. What do you make of this?
1: Look, I'll tell you what, let me just start off by saying this. I'm disappointed to hear people disparaging this move and trying to talk down Eric enemy and say that he wasn't necessarily, a, you know, a vital cog in the success that the Kansas City Chiefs have had during Patrick Mahomes' tenure. Because that's this BS, man. This is a guy who everyone who I talk to down there says he is, without a doubt, unequivocally, right now, ready to lead. Obviously, as an offensive coordinator, as a primary play caller, but even more so Greeny as a head coach. Because he's credible, he is competent, and he has had positive impact on others. I think he will bring those three things to Washington. Clearly, he's going to be working with a cast of characters that far... Falls short of what he's been working with in, in Kansas City, and we need to keep that in its proper context. But this man right now, look, there's going to be a very white-hot light shining on him and everything that he does in Washington. But you know what? He wouldn't want it any other way. I wouldn't want it any other way. I have already said this. Look, I'm kind of biased about this one. I'm going to support this guy until the very end because he is one of those guys who right now, if you just scroll through social media, is being drugged in a way like that you would think that he's some kind of bum and that he's been on football teams that have just underachieved. This is a very hot button topic for me and I am very much so looking forward to supporting Eric in any way that I can to help him have success in Washington going forward.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you said that, and there, 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 we just have seen people with far less experience Absolutely. and far shorter resume that get opportunities before he has. We'll see how that one goes. Mm-hmm. Our, our next stop, you and I are getting set to do the draft That's together right. in two months. Yeah. At the very top, we look at C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. How do you see those two?
1: Ooh, man, this is tight for me. Look, I, I have sat here, I've really dug into this quarter, these quarterback evaluations, and C.J. Stroud that game he had against Georgia in the semifinals is as good as it gets there is nothing this young man cannot do as far as working uh, under center working in the gun Running the read option, throwing the football short, intermediate, deep, working the entire entire field, throwing the football with touch, picking up first downs with his leg. This is going to be one of those things that goes right down to the wire. Do you want a bigger Bryce Young or do you want Bryce Young? That's what I think this is coming
0: down to. And could it come down to the Bears at number one? actually making a decision on those quarterbacks what do you think of all this Justin Fields trade talk
1: I think it's nonsense just like it says on that screen right there (laughs) okay okay? every other quarterback who has made a big leap from year one to year two namely let's just talk about Jalen Hurts from from last year to this year it was predicated on him having a lot of things working in his favor like a very strong offensive line very good running game very good weapons on the outside strong defense a lot of supporting that has all led to Jalen Hurts becoming the guy that he has Justin Fields has had none of that. Give this young man time. We don't even know what his future potential could be. Right. Because we, we haven't seen him
0: at the supporting cast. You know, it's funny because when, when the, the season ended, and let's bring the, the guys in on here, RG3 and, and Jeff. When the season ended and the Bears got the number one pick, my first thought was, oh, wow, they get to trade that and get a King's ransom. The thought that they would move on from Justin Fields didn't even enter my mind. Mm-hmm. But now I hear it too many different places to ignore it. It's impossible to ignore the conversation. So, RG3, let me ask you as a quarterback, and you wanted, we have seen Josh Allen. Come into the league with a particular set of skills and then just explode because they put the right pieces in <laughs> coaching around him. Same exact thing with Jalen yep. Hurt, who you yeah. just brought up. Some will look at Justin Fields tools and say, You put him in the right situation, he could be the next one. Do you see that in him?
3: Yep. Oh, 100% Greeny. Now, the common denominator between Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts was that their organizations brought in a true number one wide receiver for them in year three. Josh Allen got Stephon Diggs. His completion percentage alone jumped 11%, Mm. right? He threw for almost 1,500 more yards, 17 more touchdowns. Jalen Hurts, he gets A.J. Brown. They're playing in the Super Bowl. Right? He's lined up to get paid, be one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. So when you talk about Justin Fields, give him a true number one wide receiver, trade back in the draft so you can collect more picks to add much needed talent to your roster, whether it be a wide receiver, the defensive line, and of course, the offensive line, so Justin Fields isn't out there running for his life. I understand the commotion about Bryce Young because he's a certified animal on the field. Don't get it wrong. So I understand why the Bears fans want to bring him in, or there might be some pundits that say they should take him, but that's not the case in Chicago. Justin Fields had success last year. Give him weapons. He has the dynamic tools that he showed running the football last year, but he's even a better passer coming out of College of Ohio State. Give him an opportunity. He will not let you down in Chicago. Yeah,
0: you know, and Jeff, all other things being equal, they never are, right? So things aren't equal. The the value of a quarterback on a rookie deal is
2: so coveted right now that that factors into this at least somewhere, right? It certainly does. I, look, I understand the importance of having a quarterback on a rookie deal, which, by the way, the Bears currently have with Justin Fields. I, right. I, you know, I, we look at situations like Arizona had where they – uh, they had Josh Rosen, and then they ultimately, one year later, drafted Kyler Murray first overall. Justin Fields has done far more than, say, Josh Rosen had done in his rookie year. This is yeah. not the same thing. This is a scenario where the Bears at least can do their homework to find out what they'll get for that number one overall pick, ultimately figure out maybe on the side what they could get for Justin Fields. But ultimately, that, the idea of trading Justin Fields and drafting Bryce Young is a career-altering move. And sometimes we have to remember that. Ryan Poles, as the general manager of the Bears, would be putting his livelihood on the line with serious, absolute ramifications if he drafts Bryce Young, Justin Fields leaves, become a star, and Bryce yeah. Young doesn't work out. Yeah, Lewis I'm is not jumping up GMs and down, aren't down afraid as you to say make
1: that. The uh, same yeah. I'm, I'm agreeing with everything these guys are saying. Look, right. is, there, is there something about Justin Fields that I don't know? Is there something about Justin Fields that the people who have kind of taken this whole thing and just Chicago kind of turbocharged it that they know that I don't know about Justin Fields that people are saying, you know what, we need to move on from him because he's never gonna realize his potential, and Bryce Young is the answer. Because remember, at one point in time during the regular season, it was Luke Getze's the problem. You're running him too much. You're not letting him throw it and develop his and throw the, develop his throwing acumen. It was get this offensive coordinator the hell out of here. Before that, it was get Matt Nagy the hell out of here. De- these guys don't know what they're doing. Now it's let's get Justin Fields out of here. And let's just
0: get a new quarterback. It's like it doesn't like make this make sense to me. No, I understand. Look, I love the kid, too. And I loved him coming out of the draft. I wanted the Jets to take him with the second overall pick. We all understand how that turned out. But if I were simply changing the question, because they, they've been looking for a quarterback in Chicago sure. since Jim McMahon. Yeah. If If I were to change the question to who will be the better player in the long run, Bryce Young or Justin Fields? If we took everything else out of the equation. But you but you you
1: can't take everything else out of the equation. Because Okay, because if you if you I'll tell you what, if you put Bryce Young with that offense, and you took Justin Fields, right? And you gave him two years in Philadelphia's (laughs) offense with AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and Miles Sanders and Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey. I'm going to tell you what, I'll take Justin Fields 100 out of 100 times. Well, that's fair.
0: That, that, super. Same question to you, Robert, real quick. Because, I mean, he's a Heisman guy. Uh, but by him, I mean Bryce Young, obviously, as you are. So you've been around him and all that kind of stuff. People love him. They think that there's some magic in the young man. Yep. That, that would be yep. another well, explanation for, sure. for doing this. Robert, <laughs> are you asking
3: me about Bryce Young's size? Yeah, because yeah, I, mean, I can't hear just, you guys.
0: You know, is, he that <laughs> level of, is he so special? I got 20 seconds here. Is Bryce Young so special that you could see someone saying, I can't miss the opportunity to draft him? Can't hear yeah, so Bryce Young, talking about yeah. Bryce Young, I guess, guys. Yeah, Hold it. Let me put him on hold there. Yeah. Robbie's having a little issue. With that. I, I think I think he's right now he's getting a call from Lamar Jackson right now. <laughs> I've instructed him to get yeah, you, Lamar yes. to the Jets. So I'm hoping that's what that is. And he's got call waiting going right now, which, of course, no one has had since 1989. But that's a whole other conversation for a whole other time. Okay. As we continue in a moment on Get Up, the Risky Ravens. will tell you why the game they are playing could cost them the best quarterback they've ever had. And maybe their loss will be my (laughs) game as we continue.